Alcohol. Turn it up. To turn it up. <laughs> Cheers. Like a yeah. Dull. Cheers. <laughs> post post four twenty. <laughs> Don't cast and drive. This is Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes V. Uh, today I have um, some old friends with me today. They are the Ill Exotic, a duo. Uh, you know, just kind of a duo, uh, multi uh, musical group. Uh, so, can you guys quickly just introduce yourselves if you use the mic? Yeah, um, I'm Juanita Reyes. And I'm Joshua Occasion, but you can call me Josh. <laughs> and uh, so, fun fact uh, with Coronita, uh, <coughs> I know her uh, since high school. Uh, she is like one of my friends back in Monterey, uh, knowing her through mutual friends, and just so happens that we happen to run into each other uh, more frequently <laughs> since high school and college, which is really nice because I always like running into her, and she's always nothing but joy. But Josh, I don't know you super well, so <laughs> um, if you want to actually kind of just break down what you're about and what your story is a little bit, if you want sure. yeah, to just talk about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well... I'm Josh, and I'm here today. <laughs> nah, uh, so um, I guess I'll start with, like, me and Borinita, how we met, um, like, uh, well, I should probably start a little bit before that, huh? <laughs> yeah, do your thing. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm originally from, um, I was born in Oakland, uh, lived in San Leandro, and I've grown up in San Lorenzo most of my life, uh, mm-hmm. where I currently live now. Okay. Um, I, I've always just been hella into music since I was a kid, um, and hella stuff, music, video games, anime, food, more food. Things that are not food, but you still eat. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I've just, uh... It's nice to see that you're keeping your slim figure. Thank you, thank you. As much as you love food. Yes. It, literally, no matter how much I eat, like, it was, I, I literally try to gain weight. And like it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen. I'll go to the gym, like, and be like, okay, cool, I just got skinnier. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nah. So uh, I've just been, you know, chilling, Bay Native, just uh, doing my thing for a while now. Okay. And I went, to, I started going to Chabot, um back in when did I first go? Well, I first I took like one semester at Chabot back in like 2011 or something, and I was like, cool, I'm in college now. And then I stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went back in 2014 uh, because I found out that they had like classes on um, music, specifically like making yeah. electronic music. And I was like, cool, I'm going to be a DJ and fucking go to EDC. <laughs> and like, I, I literally had the no dream. idea. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I had no clue what any of that even meant or I, had, I did not have the first idea. I think like I had... I downloaded like a, a cracked version of FL Studio, which I think at the time was still called Fruity Loops mm-hmm. back yeah. in 2013 and started messing around on my computer at home uh, when I was living alone in an apartment and it was just me and my cat and my computer in FL Studio. <laughs> but I was like, okay, let me go to Chabot and like, this sounds cool. I can learn how to make electronic music. So I went there, um, me and me and my, uh, one of my best friends that I grew up with, uh, Johnny, Johnny the Kid, actually, mm-hmm. we both... Um, you know, applied for the classes and end up started going. Uh, and like, it was one of those, that was definitely one of those like pivotal life changing moments. Mm-hmm. 
where like you look back on it like damn yeah that's where everything changed yeah that was definitely where everything changed right there yeah i actually want to comment about chabot college i hear that a lot of great musicians in this area or like working musicians have gone through that school uh i know they have a really good for and i'm playing biases because i'm a brass musician <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but they have a really good instrumental department and yeah. so um the guys that I keep in touch with now through like you know, going to music school from uh, San Jose State, they all came from Chabot. And yeah. so I nice. really like, just based off of like the people that I know who come from there, I'm just a huge fan yeah. of that school in general. Chabot is so good. Because um, I've done both sides. Like, well, when I was going to Chabot, I was going for music composition, like classical. Yeah. So I took all of the I remember classes. you were asking me questions before you did that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. That's okay. <laughs> I took like all the theory classes. I took like the large ensemble, like wind wind ensemble, and I taken percussion ensemble, uh, voice classes, choir, mm-hmm. electronic music, uh, recording, mixing. Like I've done tons of stuff that there is to do at the music school, and there has not really been any music like facets of music that I walk out of the classes and I'm like I didn't learn anything like. Mm-hmm. The whole program is so strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I'm very actually proud of your your resilience with music because when we were doing community college back in Monterey, mm-hmm. uh, both Corey and I also went to MPC, uh, which is Monterey Peninsula College in the Central Coast, and we took music classes and. Um, not to toot my own horn, but like according me being in that class, I was kind of like the superstar of the class (laughs) and like everyone else was like trying to like, you know, figure out the theory and stuff. But I remember that you were going through some stuff that you started there. Then you went to like San Jose city college and you, I remember you always chatting me being like, what do I do next? Or like, Hey, I learned about this. Do you want to help me elaborate on this? And like just your whole journey <laughs> of like keeping consistent even though you went through three different community college like I'm very very proud that you're still doing oh. this <laughs> and hey. I've seen your growth <laughs> so I'm happy for her and I hope you're happy for her too I'm happy for her she's <laughs> amazing like from when I was so when I was going to Chabot like I mm-hmm. you know I didn't um <clears throat> I didn't really do any of the um like the I guess the classical is that what they called it yeah. classical program yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was always in the, the like recording technology department, mm-hmm. um, but she, I mean, I met her there, you know, and she was one of the very few people I think that were actually doing both. Oh, nice. And so like, I don't know, it was always hella cool. Um, I don't know, people from our class would like go to her sometimes to ask her for like, you know, <laughs> advice on like compositional <laughs> things and stuff like that. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. Uh, so yeah, Karina, do you want to, um, or I'm sorry, Coronita. <laughs> sorry, I know her as a different name, my bad. I'm like giving away, I'm giving away her government name. <laughs> no, my government name is Coronita. Oh, shit, sorry. That's <laughs> oh, okay. That's so funny. Um, Jeez, so I, I'm giving away her nickname. <laughs> so uh, basically, yeah, I wanted to talk about just kind of like your adventure going through different community colleges because with the mo- like the stigma of transferring to so many different schools mm-hmm. you most people from the outside are like what are they doing like what the fuck like they look like they're fucking up <laughs> yeah um and that's the extreme way of looking at it right so yeah. what was your you know sorry uh, so how far back should i go with this story <laughs> i can start an npc it's up to you <laughs> um well i guess
guess it's just like really complicated because it's like a whole like life story of like so like I've been hearing voices since I was 10 years old which made it I, I didn't tell anyone about it and it made it hard and I struggled through school and like to find people that like connect with over that mm -hmm. and being so isolated and not having any help kind of led me into like this really toxic relationship and then I like like made the bad decision of like moving out right after high school mm -hmm. with him and then like I would go to college and I would try my best but I still struggling because I'm like undiagnosed or like you know, I needed um, accommodations, but I didn't right. know that. You needed accommodations with a pri like with a proper diagnosis, right? Yeah. Because like you just can't go up to someone and say, "Hey, this is what's going on with me," and everyone else is like, "Well, where's your paperwork?" Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and and then like hearing voice is not really something you want to tell people about because uh, yeah. well, first of all, usually voices when people hear them don't want them talking about like they'll be like. It's very complicated. <laughs> um, but then on top of that, there's just like stigma and like, you see it in the media, you know, like, what's that movie? Split, like some guy, he has like the same thing that supposedly I've been diagnosed with. And like, this guy's like, a, like, like split into different personalities and one of them is a murderer. And like, how come one is always a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> always a murderer. Like, none of mine are murderers. <laughs> <laughs> we must out of that. <laughs> That's just not realistic. But it is very hard. The only thing they ever murdered was my grades. And, no. and so like I picked up and left from Monterey to San Jose because oh, nice catch. <laughs> because of my relationship, I guess. Um and then I struggled. I went to De Anza and like I was working at McDonald's and I couldn't drive. And I had to, like, take the bus by myself. And, like, the person I was with at the time was not motivated to be going to school. So it was just, like, me in this, like, environment where, like, it was, like, weird that I was going to school. Mm -hmm. And I had to, like, push myself, even though I was coming home to someone who was, like, hey, let's play video games. I'm, like, cool, let's play video games. And I, like, struggled there and got really depressed and dropped out. Yeah. And then I came back and did MPC for a little while mm -hmm. and passed a couple classes and then I eventually moved in with my family and started going to Chabot and uh, I still struggled a lot like probably drop or fail half of my classes mm -hmm. <laughs> and then pass the other ones so right. it took me like 10 years to get my uh, AA but mm -hmm. I, I did and then after that um, I was like I can't do the school anymore mm -hmm. and so like the past two years I've been um, just trying to figure out how to not, I don't know, like what kind of accommodations I need and like what to do with all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you are hearing voices, right, mm -hmm. um, now is it something that, okay, so like in movies, <laughs> right, they That's say, yeah, murder. <laughs> I didn't do anyone? that. <laughs> Who is <laughs> no, I'm just like, you know the identity crisis in the in the plot. So, um, but do you hear them all the time, or is it when it when you have like stress triggered, or is it when you're like alone, or um, so when does it happen for you, or how do, like how does it happen? Um, 
pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's, like, a main two or three that I hear pretty regularly. And then when I'm stressed, um, maybe they become more mean, more intrusive. Like, usually, like, I've learned how to, like, kind of cut deals. Like, don't talk to me when I'm at work. When I get home at night, we'll spend an hour, like, chilling and talking. Wow. Yeah. That sounds very healthy. That sounds very... No, it's it's very no. It just turned adorable. (laughs) Trying to deal with your dependence, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but then if you're stressed out, you stop like having that time, and then like then you're like maybe tomorrow. Then you go to go to bed, and then they're like up, and they're like, and you're like, oh my god, please shut up. I'm just trying to like sleep, and then I start like shifting and feeling like I'm somebody else, and then like it's like they can take over and like drive sometimes, and Mm -hmm. I don't notice. And then when I notice, I have to like not freak out because if I react emotionally, mm-hmm. then it's just like a huge meltdown and I feel confused and lost and like, like there's been times like where Josh has been there and like, I don't recognize him mm-hmm. and I, he's like, it's okay. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like hydroplaning, right? Don't press the brake. Just let it drive out until it yeah. settles down. Exactly. Okay. No, that's very, no, this is like very educational for me because I don't, I don't have this. Yeah. Um, and also with the perception and the stigma in the public, like it, again, like mental illness as of lately, like in the media, like has been connected with violence, like people shooting up schools, people mm-hmm. like shooting up events. Yeah. And then the first thing they say is like, this is a troubled man with a with a mental illness, right? Or when, like, you know, if a kid lashes out in class, oh, this is a troubled kid mm-hmm. with a mental illness, right? But I think what we need to do is, like, honestly, when it gets to that point of violence, right, obviously these are things that people are, like, you, like yourself, have been undiagnosed with for such a long time that maybe there can be a way to constructively handle it, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, what you do is, like, beautiful. Like, how you explain, like, okay, I cut deals with it. Like, I have to figure out when it's the proper time and place. And you make it into a habitual, like, sanctuary for yourself, which is awesome. And then, uh, Josh, if you don't mind me asking, so when you found out about uh, Coronita's, um, you know, her mental health challenges, Mm -hmm. what was your first thought? Um... So, I mean, I found out before, like, we started dating or anything, because mm-hmm. um, she, I mean, she kind of, like, shared it with me just kind of slowly and gradually, like, she would, like, we would talk a lot, because we were just cool, you know, mm-hmm. friends, homies, we'd hang out, talk, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and she would, like, share, you know, we started sharing personal things, so she would share that with me, and I was like, oh, uh, my, my brother actually also, you know, uh, had some, like, similar like certain type of similar experiences with his own uh, mental health illnesses, mm-hmm. and so like it wasn't really a like it, it didn't it didn't really come as like a shock to me or anything. Mm-hmm. It was more like uh, like I became curious and wanting to kind of know how like it was like part of me that wanted that was like okay, I have a, like I have a homie here. Mm-hmm. who hears voices or has, you know, these these complications with their mental health. So, like, how can I, you know, how can I, like, help her or learn from her? Or mm-hmm. how can I just no- normalize the situation more? Because mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, going through, um, like, all kinds of different situations and stuff with my brother, mm-hmm. like, I knew it was something that, 
not a lot of people understand or not a lot of people actually want to put the time to actually like figure out or listen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like it's something that like I thought, okay, you know, when we like when we started, um, you know, talking about like dating and stuff, it's something that I thought about for a while. I was like, okay, like it's something that you know I, I need to consider. Because mm-hmm. obviously it's something that uh, if you want to be in a serious relationship with someone, you need to be there 100% for their, like, everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe because of me already having some previous experience with, mm-hmm. like, certain aspects of, mm-hmm. of like, you know, hearing voices and stuff, I guess to me it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I know that's cool. I have experience with, like, family members on the same line, right? Mm-hmm. But... And the family that I have is dismissive or it's like they will be considered like they'll never be able to find companionship with other people Mm -hmm. or like, you know, the interactions with their friends become less genuine. It's more so like, okay, how do I put up with this and make sure like nothing crazy happens? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's the, that's the sad part of it all. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I feel like our society needs to be better about. Um, but no, I love the fact when you came out with it, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I'm kind of getting teary-eyed a little bit, but when you came out with it, like, online, and you had, like, a little bit of a vlog, like, I was, like, almost crying, like, I wanted to cry because I was, like, I didn't know this about her, like, she's always been, like, super sweet the whole time, and, like, I was, like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't know, and also, I've been through the whole, like, entirety of, like, you and her previous boyfriend, like, yeah. Um, I, I knew him really well. And so, like, for her to come out with all these things and for her to tell me all these things, it was very, very strong on her side. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, cry, I cry really easily. Aww. And so just, like, harnessing all that strength. Like, she's always, like, her, uh, you've always been a strong person, like, yeah. in, in, like, my, like, world and my life. So I just want to say thank you for being like that and being such, like, a good example. And, like, Aww. please don't stop and, you know, <laughs> don't continue. Stop. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to like share, I guess, like if you hear voices, if you have like some sort of diagnosis like schizophrenia or dissociative disorder, or, like bipolar that's causing you like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Psychosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any sort of psychosis thing. Um, for me, what has been best is to not take on those um, labels. Because everybody wants to label you differently depending on what their own background is. Of course. My, you know, I've had like three or four different um, diagnoses on paper uh, on like the schizophrenia disorder spectrum. And um, I've been denied by like the Department of Rehabilitation for assistance getting a job because they're like, oh, you're not well enough to work. And... Um, so like a lot of people will tell you that you can't do things mm-hmm. and I will say if you can't even like leave your room or something like the one thing that you should just work your way to do is going to either going in person to a hearing voices group near you mm-hmm. or finding out more about hearing voices um, hearing voices network or intervoice online and mm-hmm. there's some online groups too and that has been infinitely helpful for me like that was really a breakthrough where i learned how to normalize the experience and be validated and then learn like i told you like bargaining and like mm-hmm. 
to change the power dynamic and realize that, you know, my voices can't tell me what to do. I mean, I still fall under their influence sometimes if I'm really stressed out, but like, I just want people to know, like, if they see me, like, wow, I don't know how she does it. There have been times where I've had my voices, you know, they having me hurt myself, had to go to the hospital, having me Mm -hmm. eating like paint chips off my wall or taking a lot of prescription medication because Mm -hmm. they're telling me it's going to make me feel better and like I look back I'm like whoa that was wrong (laughs) (laughs) turn up was too real (laughs) you're like (laughs) there's there's actually there's a meme where it's like this like really crappily drawn uh, like person Mm -hmm. and like it's like them looking at like a big thing of cake and they're like (laughs) <laughs> and then like the next panel is like scarfing it down and then they look at the cake again and the days look and they're both going like this <laughs> and like the, the words was like anime binge watching and then like the end panel is like we're season two, <laughs> we're season two. <laughs> sorry so when you said the paint chip things i know that's a serious thing, <laughs> that's what i just imagined you like being like what the hell happened? <laughs> no, oh, it's, man. It's fine. I'm in a place where I can, like, kind of laugh about it. It's pretty bizarre. I'm just like, oh, oh young girl. Young Corinita. Like, you, you. You were a you wild rascal. one. <laughs> Why'd you take that much ibuprofen? It wasn't going to help you. <laughs> but it's no. fine. I just want to share that, like, I am not perfect, and I went through really weird stuff and no matter how bizarre you think you are like mm-hmm. i think that you're really valid and mm-hmm. your voices or ideas that get into your mind from like the heavens or aliens or whatever mm-hmm. those things are so influential on you and don't feel bad about it because you can still get to a place where you can look back and laugh and be like how wild was that <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. right that's so awesome thank you for sharing that I just want to say, like, real quick, like, for, I don't know, for people that may be like myself, or just people that don't experience things like hearing voices, or that, you know, Mm -hmm. people that either are or feel like they are fully mentally healthy and in control and whatever, like, when you see people that are obviously going through something, or people that share something with you or like you got family members or friends or even just random people, especially like homeless people, like a lot of homeless people, you know, be getting, oh, yeah. be wilding out because they're out there in the elements going through stuff. Yeah. Like it's literally just everyone, no matter what you're going through or what you may have problems or normal or whatever, everyone's just a person. Yeah. And everyone just wants to be treated like a person with respect. Mm-hmm. Like I guarantee you hundred percent that like any, any social interaction Mm-hmm. especially with people who are mentally unwell or going through something at the time can be made a hundred percent better. Not as in like, it's going to like, it'll, it'll just be a better interaction and they're if, receiving if you, good energy. Yeah. Right? yeah if yeah. you just treat someone with respect, like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that uh, to the fullest. I always tell some of my friends when I'm talking about, I do, I do this thing like input output <laughs> where um, whatever you're like, you're receiving like if it's like energy or direct like contact or whatever it is like how you're taking it like you as a person like based off of how your foundations were built you're gonna you're gonna like spew it out in a certain way right yeah yeah so if you're receiving good energy good energy whether if like you know your output is like fuck that big third (laughs) 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 
But, yeah. you know, if you hear it again, right, you're less inclined to be that negative yeah. because you then realize, like, oh, people are now, like, suddenly, just by the chance of the universe, are treating me nicer, right? Yeah. And so your soul starts to kind of turn a little bit different where yeah. it's like if you are receiving like negative contact like over and over again, right? And like however that's digesting where at first you're like, I'm going to be resilient and I'm just going to say, well, I'm going to try my best to be like nice in, in reaction. But if you keep receiving that energy, you're going to start questioning what the hell's going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, you know, 100%. but it's all, again, how you like subjectively digest it, right? So even if you're in like a shitty spot, like you can still be nice um, and vice versa. Like even if you're receiving that good energy and you're just having like a bad day, you digest it how you want, but like learn how to make sure you manifest it in a certain way where it's healthy for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, big facts. Yeah, right? Facts. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to again. that. Cheers. True. We got these True. nice. Yeah, right? True facts. <laughs> we got these nice Japanese drinks right now. I got a melon flavored uh Cider. Yeah, cider. Super Cider Man. Super Cider Man. Oh. <laughs> Spider Man Part 2. <laughs> Spider Verse. Did you guys see that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, the Spider Verse? Yeah. It was hella good. <laughs> Do you guys remember Kingpin? He was just like a big boy. <laughs> His head was like this big. Yeah. And it was just like this giant, like, bowling ball body. <laughs> that was. I was I watched that side like side <laughs> tangent. I watched that movie with my boyfriend and my boyfriend always says like he wants to cosplay as Kingpin because he's bald and he used to be a, like a really big dude but he's like lost a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good like good on him like this is all motivated from himself. But yeah, nice. um he like when we saw Kingpin come out on the screen, he just took over the whole screen. Yeah. We both died. <laughs> we both fucking lost it. Because oh, no. like, I'm like, dude, if you're gonna cosplay as this guy, we're gonna have to build you like a big cardboard body. Kanye yeah. <laughs> West. Yeah, that one, that music video with him and. <laughs> we just look like just like borrow his costume and. That'd <laughs> be good. You're done. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That music video was just Kingpin and Kingpin Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with the what was it like rainbow hair or some shit? Like yeah, that. something like that. What the fuck's that guy's name again? Oh, I think it's like little P, little little pump. Little pump. Okay. I think right. Is the same dude that does that Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci yeah. Gang song? Yeah. Yeah, I I lose track of their names. Dude, people. there's so many little like everything little people, little little people. people walking around. <laughs> <laughs> the little people's. <laughs> There's literally like it's like the, the I feel like there's like in different like every five or ten years or like five years or something there's like a trend of like a rapper names yeah like there'll be like like I don't know in the in the 80s or something it was DJ everything yeah and then like the 90s was like MC whoever mm-hmm. and like then I feel like in the 2000 like tens era it was like OG whatever and now it's Lil. It's like little or young, right? Or yeah, little yeah, and young. young. Yeah, with, with just the U, Y U N G. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With cracks, it's kind of like job descriptions, right? It's like it was from like secretary to like operations coordinator, yeah. <laughs> or lead administrative assistant, or it went from like little admin. Yeah, it's like uh, owner to CEO. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Straight up. That <laughs> so <sounds> true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like how a lot of the rap names have been kind of like morphing into, like, they sound almost the same. Like, there's 
carty like schoolboy or not schoolboy carty it was like some like something carty yeah i don't know oh, uh, playboy you? playboy carty yeah and this carty b yeah and then there's like there was another one that was making me really mad it was like uzi kodak black and yachty all came out at the same time and so i was like frustrated because like who is who, who, is who? <laughs> and they all got like the same ass hairstyles and shit yeah and there's like a guy named kodak black and then there's a song bodak yellow mm-hmm. and then they I, they like converged to like make that old like kodak logo with like black and yellow yeah <laughs> and i just get really confused like well, what am i what a, thinking of here what, what is this it's, this is when music turn is, turns into its own language yeah. <laughs> instead it's Straight with up. names and brands it's always been a universal language but now it's not even the music itself <laughs> right it's <laughs> just the names of things <laughs> okay music <laughs> music all right transition good no. segue <laughs> uh tell me about your guys's music man so uh, that's actually that's a, that's a good natural continuation from my from. And uh, wait, pause. Can I get a bread? <laughs> oh, yes. This you know? is like jalapeno oh. cheese cornbread, and then this oh, is. This one. Um, I definitely need a piece of that jalapeno bread. cheese cornbread. It's like really mushy. It's really moist. I like it. Yeah. Jeannie made this, and then I made. Shout this. out Jeannie! And shout out you! Shout out to Jeannie with this nice cheese bread. Bro, this is hella good. This is ASMR right now. You're listening to the podcast. It's gonna be sounds of us just. Please cut this out. <laughs> Next up, we're gonna try some hot sauces and wings. <laughs> we're gonna let you guess which uh, which hot sauce we're trying from the the suffering you hear. Someone will come out and sue me. <laughs> Take all the no money I have. <laughs> oh no, man. But yeah, no. So uh, natural segue from when I was talking about. Uh, Chabot, that was kind of where like our music started really uh, mm-hmm. when we were at Chabot. So what it started, I guess, I mean, it pretty much started with Intoxicate, right? Like mm-hmm. not, not as, not as, not ill exotic to start with that, but like us working on music together kind of, oh no, no. No, I was, I was originally going to Chabot for video game music composition yeah, and sound right, design. Right. I remember. And, um. Well, I hadn't talked to Josh like once or twice, and he was just like this wild boy. <laughs> like I was like, you know, in the lab working on music, like a good student, and then I see him over at the synth, and so I needed to do something with the synth, and we were just like chatting. He was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, oh man, when I moved out of my apartment, the last thing I did was throw this really big party. And we had jungle juice, and everyone got so turned, and people just fell asleep in my house, and I was like." Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and he had this really big curly mustache. Oh, yeah. And he was like so loud and vibrant that it like annoyed me because I was very negative back then. I was just like, who is this guy? And then he's just, he's just joking around here, and I'm here for serious music, so real music. I'm going to go to my music theory classes now. I'll see you later. How are you even passing this class when all you're doing is drinking and smoking in the lab anyway? <laughs> so I, I took on this project at um, UC Santa Cruz, like the graduate program, having game, like video game developers develop games, and then they were having random people just come to this meeting and you could sign up to do music for one. And I chose like the most difficult one possible because that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> and then I went to my teacher, who I trust, I trust a lot. He was my private um, composition teacher. He was my music theory teacher. He's an electronic music teacher. He's like, 
just like one of the people I respect the most musically. Mm-hmm. I was like, you need help with this. Do you know anyone who could help me? He's like, yeah, Josh. Have you met Josh? I'm like, no, I haven't met Josh. Who is this fabled Josh? And then he walks me over to Josh is chilling in the lab, like recording something. I don't know. And he's like, this is Josh. And I was like, <laughs> and he didn't know what I needed to make acapella music and he didn't know what acapella music was. He was like, what's that? No. I was like, all right, let me show you the pentatonics because that's like the most the popular. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, whoa, this is really cool. So then like That's my first experience. <laughs> I like her movements of when she's like mocking you. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. <laughs> it is. Out of night. Well, yeah, and that's how we started to like talk. And that was like where I was like, all right, this guy can't be that bad. <laughs> but then you found out, oh, no, he can't be. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, Batman voice. Yeah. My, I am the Batman. <laughs> it's my waking up at 4 a.m. with a cold oh. Batman. Heath Ledger, not Heath Ledger, who's Christian Bale. Christian Bale voice. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale voice. <laughs> but Intoxicate in was the first song that we actually finished together. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. No, it's nice. I remember you shared it with me too. And oh. you're like, oh, this is our, one of our projects. And you're like shy about showing me, like, oh, just show me your shit. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Put it> on. <laughs> and now you guys are actually, uh, you guys just released a, a, like an EP, an album. Um, on the 26th. On the 20, yep, April 26th. Oh, I saw yeah. you guys released like the track listing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 We put the track list out because we're trying to hype it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's wild because, man, that <clears throat> this this album we've literally worked on for like the past two years mm-hmm. since basically like when we both graduated Chabot, we started. Um, Okay, so the song Intoxicate, the one that she's talking about, mm-hmm. that was like the first song that we made together after mm-hmm. working on the whole video game project and everything. Mm-hmm. But we made a whole last song. We're like, okay, this is cool. Maybe we should do this some more. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't even at first, excuse me. You're fine, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're drinking like bubbly. <laughs> it's hella bubbly. It's hella good. This is, what is this, Yuzu or something I think it is? Yeah, yeah. Yuzu. Yuzu. I don't even know what a Yuzu is, but it's hella good. It's, it's another hour. It's a like... young Yuzu. <laughs> <laughs> Little Yuzu Vert. <laughs> He'll just be in the back like Citrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so like after that, we we didn't even we didn't talk about like making a group or anything. We were just like we should make some songs together. Mm-hmm. Um and so we started like just meeting up hella times and just working on music uh and just like we would literally just make the randomest freaking sounds and everything, That's and eventually, how it works. Yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. we started like. I think winter twenty sixteen is technically like we didn't know we were working on the album, but mm-hmm. we were working on started working on the album of like winter twenty sixteen without mm-hmm. knowing. Yeah, we made um uh Ulu and friends. I liked Ulu and friends. I liked yeah. your vocals in the back of that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, the vocals are like. Thank you. I remember your first vocals. I'm like, she'll get there. And then you took lessons. I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Juanita is such a good teacher. Insert Juanita was on episode two of Don't Cast and Drive with all the bitches we're doing. Okay, go on. Hey. <laughs> Definitely listen to that because she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, 
but yeah, no, you did a great job. Like you guys thank are both you. doing a great job. Thank you, thank like, you. I remember I first met you guys at my show. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you, I know you, but like that's the first time I met. Yeah, it's the first time yeah. I met you. You had your long luscious locks. My long luscious locks. And I think I might have asked you real quick oh, yeah. advice on my how <laughs> to take care of my locks or something. Oh yeah, well, I was talking I'm like this is my hair routine and this is what I do. <laughs> and I was like, all right, sweet. And then like a month later, I was like, all right, I'm gonna chop it all off. Yeah. <laughs> he would wash his hair every day and condition every other day. You do the opposite. Why would you do? Do you, do I, you have I, oily I, hair? No. I mean. I just didn't know what hair care was. <laughs> I had barely started using conditioner, like, at all <laughs> at that time. No, it's fine. I, I can only wash this, like, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And even uh, then, like, especially when it's, like, the weird transition between winter and spring. Yeah. Like, my hair does the dandruff thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And it drives me insane because it's, like, you can see it and it's, like, snowing up there. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I'm, like, I have to wash this every day. I have to use, like, dandruff shampoo. And then, yeah. like, my hair is, like, super dry because of it. Because yeah. I shampoo all the time. Exactly. So it's, a, it's been a battle. <laughs> it's, man, I, I lost that battle. <laughs> <laughs> But. So, uh, what would you describe kind of like the genre of music that you guys have? Is it going to be like super experimental when I listen to the album, or is it going to have a, like a consistent theme? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some. I would say there's some songs that are very can definitely fit in. Like you'd be like, oh, this is this could fit on Louis the Child playground radio, like whatever. Or like this song sounds like some like trap you know, future bass, like, straight up. And there's going to be other songs where like, what the hell am I listening to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, what do we... I think it's, like, electronic, hip-hop, sultry vocals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've, been, we've basically been calling it, like, indie, electro, slash, alt-hip-hop, just to kind of hmm. cover the umbrella of, like, <laughs> known things that we do, I guess. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of... there's. Man, there's pop in there. There's some like soul funk type stuff in there. There's acoustic. There's electronic. There's mm-hmm. some weird electronic sounds. Yeah, there's things that crow. are. There's a crow. It's not a crow. It's me. Really good. You'll know what we hear. Should hear the reverb on it. <laughs> 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 oh my god, I can't wait. It's That's gonna be even fun. funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, I know what that is. <laughs> I know who she is. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, and then, I guess, just like being, doing music together, you guys are romantically together. Uh, what's, what do you feel like, <laughs> wow, um, the, the unpopular opinion is <laughs> that couples can work together on music projects. Right, because like usually, mm-hmm. what is common with music doing music projects with, as a couple is that something happens and then there's a split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um. So, what do you guys feel like are your challenges, and then what do you guys feel like are your strengths? I know that's a generic interview question. No, that's a, me. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question, though. It's a good question. Challenges. Start with challenges. Yeah. Challenge. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like that. <laughs> no. Um. Well. Name, name off something that you think of as a challenge, and then I'll name off something I think so that we had to have like separate, like different perspectives, I guess. Yeah. Oof, that's uh, a good one. Just like time, or because like when we're together as musicians, it's like a different space than when we're together as a couple. And like, 
having time for both of those things mm-hmm. is hard. Um, yeah, and maybe just like not mixing them as much as we'd like. Like sometimes <laughs> we'll be in the studio and like, Guys, you're looking pretty good today. I'm like, focus. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a big one for sure. Just, you know, knowing to like, finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, for me, um, <clears throat> something that I kind of find challenging is like, sort of, I guess this is more on the musical side, mm-hmm. but like knowing how to be, uh, knowing how to be biased in, in, in like a musical way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like when you're, you know, when you're working on, so like say, okay, <clears throat> if you go and collaborate with someone or like mm-hmm. you're working with a band or something, mm-hmm. like there's a certain synergy of wanting to work together as a band to get your best sound and promote others' ideas, but still getting your own idea across. And then obviously when people have like, you know, disagreements in terms of what they want something to sound like or this section or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, however you end up dealing with that, like keeping the same thing in someone that you're in a relationship with mm-hmm. is like a, is a whole, it's like, it's a certain different dynamic to it because you want to, you know, like you want to be, you want to be supportive of your partner in the fact that they're your musical partner, but mm-hmm. you also want to be supportive of them being your romantic partner and you still want to get your own ideas across. And when your idea, if your ideas happen to, to differ from, you know, your partner's ideas, uh, especially if it's like a, if you have a completely different idea of how you want something, mm-hmm. then it's a, it's a kind of a, <clears throat> another layer of like trying to figure that out. Cause it's not mm-hmm. like, you can just be like, well, you know what? Nah, fuck that. You guys figure out this song and I'll come back next week for our next band practice. It's just like, no, okay, well, uh, I'm still going to be with you when we're done making music right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think that's something that, you know, we both, and like, honestly, we're both pretty chill people that we both, to a fault, are at times like, oh, uh, yeah. we'll just do whatever. So, I, like, I have kind of a different opinion on that. Sometimes I feel like we're a little bit too amicable because, like, you'll have all these really great ideas, and I feel like you trust my opinion a little too much, and I'll be like, I don't like that, and I expect for him to be like, well, why don't you like that, or why don't you like it, and he's just like, all right, and just like deletes it. I'm like, <laughs> don't <laughs> just keep moving. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit! I guess like it's that. good, but like, also sometimes I'm like, are you sure? Tell me what you feel. And he's like, <laughs> all right, I guess I, I like that thing. So I'm like, okay, well, we don't have to get rid of it just because I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't know. I want our music to have both of us. And I think that we're, it's pretty good. I, I don't know. Sometimes I think the weaknesses are the same as the strengths, though. Yeah. He's, he's super easy to work with. Which can be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I feel like in a collaborative sense, it might be really good. I think if you're contracting with other people, it might be a little bit like, like a teeter totter. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so That's let's good. talk about, I don't know. You guys kind of like jammed in challenges with like successes a little I bit. Know. Uh, do you guys I mean, want to? We're too positive. <laughs> no, it's great. That's the mindset we try to keep. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you the good part of not having 
of, about having your significant other and like is like you don't I don't know sometimes you leave the studio and you can't get out of music brain and like I'm not mm-hmm. hanging out with a boyfriend like first of all I'm not like collaborating with Josh as a friend and then being like alright gotta go to my boyfriend who doesn't question us hanging out till 4am in your garage making music you know <laughs> like, like it, it's that like I can spend as much time with him and no one's going to be like, what's going on? And then, you know, when we are on dates, like, we'll be, like, checking in about our day. Like, how have you been feeling? How's everything been going? And then it's, like, quiet. And it's, like, yeah, so I was thinking for marketing. (laughs) 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 And I'm never, like, why are we talking about this right now? I'm always, like, yeah, that's a great idea. I was thinking this and this. And, like, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, not good, but then... Sometimes it's like all that's on my mind, and I just and I'm sure talk like if it. yeah, and I'm sure if it's like one of those things where it's like if one of you guys is like, uh, sorry, but can we can we just like take a break for a second? I'm sure yeah. like someone will articulate that. Yeah. yeah, but which we do sometimes. Yeah, but I feel like honestly, more often than not, we it's kind of we just have I feel like we found a good flow where mm-hmm. like we I don't know we we. We spend time, We de- I think we definitely, you know, spend some time to focus on, like, just each other and how we're doing and things that are going on relationship-wise. Mm-hmm. And then we also have time that we're focused on music and what we should do. But it's not always necessarily, like, this day we're going to do this and this day we're going to do this. Sometimes it's, like, this hour we're talking about this and the next hour we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. But we usually are both just on the same page about it. So, Good. like, yeah. pretty cool. I feel like I'm, like, in a point in my life where I'm just, like, work grinding. Like, I just want to get there and... I don't really have time for a relationship to be a distraction and I feel like our relationship is really great with like the right amount of distraction because as a musician you still need distraction even though you're like I don't want any distraction like you still need to like step out of the studio and like get some vitamin D and like walk around maybe drink some water (laughs) stay hydrated let your phone die yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and then what have your guys' performances been like? Because I know you guys had a few showcases already. Yeah, yeah. What was the last one we played? Oh, man. That was so fun. That was so cool. I love <laughs> playing on stage our own music. I've never been excited for concerts. Like, when I play <laughs> classical music, I was like... Yeah, oh, this... here's a chore. <laughs> yeah, it's like, everyone be here, wear this. And I'm like, all right. And then play this music that someone else picked out. I'm like, this is great. We get to, like, make make our show whatever we want it to be and and he plays piano and I play flute and he raps and I sing and we both use the Ableton push and we just look like I mean we get to show off how much we know yeah cool <laughs> yeah because because I feel like I like walk around and like yeah I make music but I'm like I don't know shit about music I don't know what I'm doing and then I get up on stage and I like can push Dudes the push like a badass and start fucking playing flute and everyone's like, holy shit, she can play flute too. And I'm like, yeah. And then I sing and people are like, holy shit, she sounds like that. And I'm like, yeah. And yeah. It's dope. For me too, like, because uh, like my, my other solo music stuff, I usually, you know, uh, I mean, I make all my beats and I rap and record myself, but like when it comes to performances, I'm just rapping over a backing track mm-hmm. and like, I like nothing against that, but me personally, I always just have kind of felt like, man, I want to, like, if I want to play live, I want it to be something more than just me jumping around screaming at people. 
nothing, nothing wrong with that. But yeah. like, this is cool because it's like, like she said, like I'll be, I'll be rapping and then going over and you know, finger drumming on the on the push or something, or mm-hmm. like I'll go and hop over to the piano and play a lick real quick and then hop right back up on the microphone and it's I feel more involved. Yeah, like it's hella more. I don't know. For like, I feel like from an audience perspective, that's more interesting. Yeah. Than just. Well, here's I, I, my yeah, here's my yeah. dreams and sorrows, mm-hmm. and then comes tomorrow. No, I'm sorry. I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't know why my bars were really bad. Featuring Young B. Yeah, I I think I've always I was only brutally honest once to a, a rapper who was on stage, and they apologized for their performance, and I got super pissed. And I was like, don't fucking ever apologize for what you did on stage. Yeah. Like, no, ever. Because, like, he was just, like, really slumped over and, like, just being, like, like, just rapping to his backing tracks. And he's, like, a really good producer. But, like, you know, it's all about your delivery, right? Yeah. And so, like, what you guys are doing. Stage presence is a yeah. factor. <laughs> stage presence is very important. Um, and so, uh, <clears throat> if you guys are, like, super involved and, like, very engaged, like, you guys are going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is really cool. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and go into some like nerdy things. So you guys mentioned that you guys do like anime. Bruh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into the, the real stuff now. This <laughs> is the good shit. The good, 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 good shit. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh yeah, so I have been watching anime for a really long time. Oh, big deal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, what's your guys' piece of this bread? Yeah, it's your thing. I actually want another piece of the cheese. Get that bread. Get that bread. I'll get, get that bed bread. Um, Secure oh. that bag of bread. <laughs> I'm gonna try one of these because I can. I'm about to just eat this whole ass slice right here. I'm really good. Yeah. So Coronita brought cheddar jalapeno cornbread. Made by Genie. Made by Genie. And, and banana bread. Shout out to the podcast. And then oh, yeah. what was the other flavor again? Oh, it's um, but banana bread, like cream cheese filled banana bread. It's so freaking good. Mm-hmm. So, Animu, favorite ones to talk about. I'm just gonna let you guys go. Recently, we've been watching a lot of Psyche K. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it wrong. What's that? Psyche. It's um. It's on Netflix. Uh, is it a Netflix original or no? I think it's just a. It's just on. Netflix. It's just on Netflix, but it's like this seventeen-year-old high schooler with pink hair and green glasses and main character, main character <laughs> straight up main character, and he's a. It's like a normal, mostly normal world um, of just modern day Japan. Okay. And he's a psychic, but not just like he's like the only psychic, and also mm-hmm. he's ridiculously overpowered psychic, like can change the course of the universe mm-hmm. if he's not like careful to control himself <laughs> psychic and it's just hella funny it's just like following the misadventures of him trying to be a normal high school student and like that being basically impossible <laughs> and there's like so many like high school anime tropes in it and it's like just like really over sexualized like, like yeah. not like really school girl the uh the very shy school girl the really distressed boy. <laughs> I wouldn't say it gets like weird sexual weird like mm-hmm. in it. They treat them more like kids, which I like a lot for anime too. Because there's never a time where I'm like, you're really a kid. Well, except, <laughs> except, except for, for the, brother. the the brother of that of one part. girl. It's always the brother. <laughs> but besides that, like it's just really funny and uh, it's really good if you're like feeling sad or something. Like just watch that shit. <laughs> If you mm-hmm. like anime, then you'll like like this one. It's a funny ass show. 
It's an anime that like makes fun of anime, basically. <laughs> it's hella funny, though. I, I really like that trope where it's like anime that makes fun of anime. I feel like Bobobo kind of does that a little bit. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And also uh, One Punch Man kind of does that. Mm. Where it's like an anime making fun of anime. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. the strongest guy ever can never be defeated. Yeah. And then there's all these like tropes that kind of play into it. And we're just like, this is just all nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys would describe as your favorite trope? Hmm. That's a good one. Oh, man. That's one definitely no one has ever asked me. Straight up the favorite anime trope. <laughs> like, um, like guilty pleasure or like funny? It's it, all in your court. <laughs> My like guilty pleasure anime trope is like the perfect anime girl who is like caring and soft and perfect. Oh, the little himes. And like <laughs> terrible things happen to them, but they're like, I'm fine. It's fine, and then they like take care of everyone, and they're super nice, mm-hmm. like um, like in Fruits Basket. Oh yeah, yeah, like that kind of character. Yeah, those ones like always inspired me. I was like, yes, I can be good. I don't have to be angry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> this is. I fun. can be clumsy, and it's cute. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Mine is straight up not even a guilty pleasure. I just the typical shonen. <laughs> like superhero dude who gets his ass beat a bazillion times and gets stronger every time mm. like yeah. yeah like oh man like <clears throat> like any well i don't know just any shonen like, type anime like i feel like vegeta would count as like a mainstream character that he gets his beat all he gets his beat ass all the time he gets, <laughs> he gets his beat ass <laughs> <laughs> he gets his ass beat all the time but he still ends up getting like a notch stronger yeah notch stronger. i think definitely goku and vegeta for sure are both like OGs of the, huh? What? Oh, sorry, I was just reading. Oh, <laughs> are both definitely OGs of the whole, you know, shonen anime, like main characters, mm-hmm. uh, trope and everything. What? Them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're no, 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 I'm sorry. She's like, she's ready. I'm like, I no, need to say, ready. I need to say no, it. I just thought of <laughs> say your piece. Speak just, your piece. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> we both chose like different versions of like resilience in characters. Mm-hmm. That's the name of our album coming out April 26th. Oh, later this week. No, awesome. Yeah. yeah, let's actually get into some of the closing parts. Um, so, yeah, let's talk plugs. How can people find you guys? <clears throat> when you wake up, if you look under your bed from there. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's a little exotic under there. Don't get ill. <laughs> exactly. You'll <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> be there. I, I have things to do. <laughs> oh, I have things to do. It starts with being under your bed when you wake up in the dark. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I mean, on all, on all social media and Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook. One word, all lowercase, I L L E X. Oh yeah, on Facebook. Okay, so check this out. This this like irks me, and that there's no way to because we have tried every possible way except for actually storming their office. Which is our next step. Okay, I try to make a username. It looks like at it looks like for Facebook, and they're like, oh, this contains profanity, aka the word the word exotic. Like that's not a bad word. That's a a, a vocabulary word. Yeah. 
It's not erotic. It's just exotic. <laughs> exactly. So we can't even get our our username set. Like it shows up as a display name. That's what name, we need but... for bands in town. Yeah, dude. For bands in town too. Oh, that's because they're connected. Oh, maybe if you use like a like a symbol that looks like an X. Yeah. To re- to replace the X. Yeah. You know, like how I think I think it's like key or something like that. But yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about it, though, is when people search us up, like, they're yeah. going to put an X and it's not going to show. But yeah. And then the, also, well, they won't let us. Well, at least they'll get the I-L-L-E. Yeah. And then maybe we'll uh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah. So just crossing fingers. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Back on track. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, all the streaming platforms and the digital stores. So iTunes, Spotify. Um, Deezer, Amazon, Napster. Napster. <laughs> I, think so. I think Napster is like an actual legit service now. Yeah, like, that's why I keep hearing. If we're not on Pirate Bay, they're constantly sh- shut down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say Google. I was gonna say Google Play Music, but like we just got an email down. that yeah, they're facing it out, turning into YouTube. All right, and then uh, one more time with your album release. Album comes out April 26th, Friday, April 26th. Uh, album title Resilience with two L's. With two L's. Because we put the, the ill, ill in resilience. resilience. <laughs> 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 yeah! <laughs> Woo! Okay. <laughs> so here I have Josh and uh, Coronita with me, a part of Ill Exotic. Thank you for joining Don't Cast and Drive. This is your host, uh, Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes B. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Today on How They Do It.